in the Old Testament, right after Proverbs to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Now, we've been talking about these mindsets that so much of what happens in our life is birthed out of our minds. When we think about something, actually Proverbs uh, 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, one of our key texts was Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So, I got to start thinking in line with the Word of God. Now, I'm going to give you another one tonight. And we're going to talk about living in the present. Living in today. And I believe this is very uh, applicable for right now, the season we're living in called Christmas. Now, Psalm 118, verse 24, it says, This is the day the Lord has made. It didn't say, this is the week the Lord has made, or the year, the month the Lord has made. He said, this is the day. Now, many of you have heard me say this before, and I believe it's very true. Yesterday's over, tomorrow's not here, so all I have is today. I've got to start making my today count. Day after day, I keep living this way. Now, this may be you, because this is me. Man, when I begin to study on this line... I'm going to tell you, God began to deal with my heart huge on this. Man, I, this is set on me day, day after day. But in my mind, I'm almost always ahead of myself. Well, what do you mean? I'm always looking to tomorrow. I'm always looking to next week. I'm always looking to next month. I'm looking six months out. And I'm not saying it's not right to plan, but many times... I miss today. I miss the things that God has for me because of this. Now, in my own life, th this is things that the Lord began to deal with me. Many days when I go home from work, the, the main two roads I can go on is either 82nd or slide. Those are the two main uh, through fares. But when I get off on the street that I live on, I'm still blocks away from my house. But you know what I find myself doing? The minute I turn on my street, even though I'm still blocks away, I start taking my seatbelt off. I start reaching for my garage door opener. My wife will tell you, I'll start unbuttoning my shirt. And I'm still blocks away, so what am I telling you? Many times, my mind is so far out here, and my body's back here, and my life's back here. Now, this may help most of you tonight. I believe it will because these are the things that, that God begins to deal with me. And so God's telling us at times, slow down and enjoy the journey. I believe at many times if we're not careful, we literally wish our life away. Ecclesiastes 5, verse number 18. Here's what I've seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and to drink. And to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun. When all the days of his life which God gives him for it is his heritage, his portion, his allotment. Now he said here, we're to enjoy him all the days of our life. You know, most of us in here, we get up and go to work almost every day. And he's telling us here that we ought to enjoy these things. But what happens many a day, we, we avoid it, we hate it, we despise the days, and we live for special occasions. 
We live for milestones. We live for payday. We live for for vacations. And so what ultimately happens is we spend our life waiting for the next great event. Well, Pastor, my anniversary is in June. I can't wait. Well, what are you doing with all these days in between? See, this is how I believe as humans we get over and we're always looking to the future instead of enjoying today. And this is kind of what Solomon is talking about right here. Verse number 19. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage, his allotment or portion, and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. Now, I believe that this may help every one of us in here. They statistically say that 80% of Americans do not enjoy what they're doing. Some of you may say, that identifies me. But right here, he says at the end that we should rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. So I believe many times, guys, I've got to start doing things in life that I enjoy. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, go back to school. Start believing God for another job. Quit living life miserably. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's easy for me to come to work now. I enjoy coming to work. I don't get up on Sunday mornings and say, crap, i got to go to church again. I gotta do. I don't. I mean, I get up and Sunday mornings, man, it's game day. It's like praise the Lord. But see, I believe that's part of I'm getting to fulfill what God's called me to do. And every one of us in this room, God's called you to do something. But if I'm not careful, I start wasting my days, and I'm unhappy, and I'm bitter. And and this guy that just came in, he's a school teacher now. How many years were you in the army, Matt? Twenty-seven years, retired lieutenant colonel. And, and he went back to school, and he's teaching a bunch of high schoolers, junior highs, and most of it's, oh, my gosh, bless that. But you know what he said? He said, this, this is, is fun. This is so awesome. And it's almost like he can't believe he's getting paid for doing it. Why? He's getting to fulfill Dennis's life. So he gets up on Monday morning, and it's like, yes. See, this is where we got to get back to enjoy our days. Now keep reading. Verse 20. For he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. So what happens many times? We don't slow down enough to enjoy the the days of our life. We get addicted to busy. We get addicted to rushing. And you know what? It becomes a disease. And the Lord's told me over, you've got to get on my rhythm. You've got to get on my rhythm. Now, this is one of the things the Lord said to me the other day. Do you ever stop to smell the roses? And what do I mean by that? In my own life, guys, I'm so goal-oriented that, man, I'm telling you, when I reach a goal, I'm off to the next one. And I'm off, to, and i got a to-do list, man. And when I hit those, man, I'm off to the next one. And you can ask my guys on my staff. Oh, God, I, I don't celebrate things very long. It's not good. I'm always got a task. And the Lord says, when are you going to learn to stop and smell the roses? 
Now go with me to the book of James chapter 4. James chapter 4. You know, how many of you ever noticed this? But way back there in the New Testament, with our own words, we describe our days. That's right after Hebrews. With our own words, we describe our days. And this is what we say a lot of times when people ask you, what have you done all day? I've hurried. I've hurried. I got up and ate breakfast on the run. I got up and I took a shower as fast. I got up and I got dressed as fast as I could. I got up and I got in the traffic as fast as I could. And, and this begins to describe my day. And the fruit of hurry is impatient. The fruit of, of hurry is frustrated. The fruit of, of, frust, uh, of hurry is, man, I'm short-tempered. Why am I hurrying? Now, this may sound not like a challenge for you, but this is a huge challenge for me. To go from my house to the office is four and a half miles. How do you know that? I know. I know. And I can tell you ever light. And there are certain lights that I know if I hit this one green, I'm telling you, people who've rode with me in the truck, uh, Rachel Nas, who's one of our, our uh, college girls, she lives down the street, she rode with me one night. And so I'm going along right here, and I said to Rachel, I said, that light's getting ready to turn green. Bing, green. We're coming up. I said, that light's getting ready to turn. Bing. Hurry up. Get out of the way. Move, move. In and out, in and out. Come up there, and I said, that light's getting ready to turn. Bing, bing. And she said, how do you know all that? And I thought, oh, God, I'm in a hurry. But for me to go from my house to here, for me to go those four and a half miles without saying in this tone of voice, hurry up or go is huge. I'm telling you guys, I'm always, go, go. And oh my God, does that define any? It defines me to a T. I hate to admit that to you. My wife says, you are laid back your whole life, except when you get behind a steering wheel. And so this week I'm studying this to say, Lord, I'm just going to enjoy the day. I'm just going to enjoy the drive. Oh, my, you talking about, it was one of the hardest things I could do. The first traffic light today, I pull up and I don't make the light. So you know what? I've got alter, alternative, alternative plans. Go right on red. We don't wait. So I wheel up over there, and there's the older guy, and he won't go. And I said, Gah! And then I just said, all right, Lord, all right, I'm just going to. It took me forever to get here. Probably an extra minute. But you think about these examples in our life, and this probably defines you. It defines me, too. And the Lord is saying, just, wow. You're in such a hurry. Just enjoy life. Enjoy the journey. Now look what James says in James 5. Verse number 13. James 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say or announce, today or at the latest today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city. We'll spend a year there. Buy, start a business, and sell, and make a lot of money, and make a profit. That's what it goes on to say. It's verse 13. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Now, when he asks us this question, he says, what is your life? You know what my life is made up of? 
today's. It's today's. And many times, what he says right there, we start planning and we start focusing. And we think, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But right here, he gives us insight. What is my life? And so when I look here, guys, i got to start enjoying the journeys. Every day, today. And many of us, we get up, and this, is, this may be your thought, you may say, I hate Mondays. I hate my job. I hate traffic. I hate the cold weather. I hate doing the dishes. Now, the reason I use some of those examples right there are those are things that every one of us are going to have to do every day. So if I got to do it every day, I might as well enjoy it. This may be a huge revelation to, to some of you, But Monday comes around every seven days. And guess what? You're going to have to drive in traffic tomorrow. And that's one of the things the Lord is telling me. You're going to have to do it, so just enjoy it. And when I get home from church tonight, I'm going to have to do the dishes. It's my job around the house, so you know what? I might as well enjoy it. And this is what happens. We get over into a state where we get mad about these things. But he's saying here, what is your life? Is your life spent where you're angry, you're mad about the day of the week? we got to get where we are. Okay, Lord, help me. Help me to enjoy this. Now look what he goes on to say there in verse 14. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. So what is he saying here when it vanishes away? We're just here for a little while. And you think about how delicate life is. Uh, and the, the older you get, you start realizing this thing really is a vapor. This thing is a blur. And I remember when, when I just got married. You know when you're in, in school, you think summer will never come. Now it just seems like it's just... But when you have kids, your thought is, oh, gosh, I can't wait till they go to school. And then they start going to school and, and, and you say, man, I, I can't wait till they can start doing their own things for themselves. And I can't wait till they drive. And I can't wait. And next thing you know, when they're 18 and everything, you're thinking, whoa, whoa, slow down. Slow down. And guess what happens? And I'm talking to some of you got kids. This is going to happen a lot faster than you think. You said, slow down, Lord. Your windows of opportunity. And before long, your kids are gone. And you know who's in the left in the house? You and Grandma. And you look. Yeah, that's a good time too, though. I promise you. But if I'm not careful, guys, I start wishing my life away, just like he's talking right here. Keep reading, verse 16, or 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. And so even when I read that, many times we make our own plans. We make our own plans before we even give God a chance. You know what many of you will say to I really enjoyed church tonight, but I dread going home. You've already made your plans. I tread going on. You know, Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, most folk are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Once again, 
The next time Monday comes around, pop out of bed and say, thank the Lord, it's Monday. Thank the Lord. Verse number 16. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil because you're full of yourself. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So these are clear characteristics of having worldliness that we're making plans without asking God what he thinks. A presumption that, you know, God will just, he'll just let us do whatever we want. And when, well, you know what? That is true. God's going to let you do what you want. But when we start looking out there and think, we control tomorrow, we control next week, that's not going to happen. Now, while you're there, turn over just a couple pages to 1 Peter chapter 5. Just a couple pages there to your right. 1 Peter chapter 5. Man, this stuff right here is, is good. Verse number 6. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. The message says, Be content with who you are, that he, Father God, may exalt or promote you in due time or at the right time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, when I begin to obey this verse right here, and I cast my care upon him, this will begin to help me to enjoy the todays. And when I enjoy the todays, I'll enjoy the journey. Why? When I start casting my care on him, when I begin to say, you know what, I can't change a lot of the things that are going on. So here, Father God, you have them. The message said it this way, that is called living careless. Where we just turn everything over to God and say, okay, Father God, here it is. You have it. You take it. Now, think about this in this situation in, in verse number 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. That word means self-controlled and watchful. Because your adversary, your opponent, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. One translation says he's poised to pounce. Now, why did you read that in here tonight? What does that have to do with enjoying our todays? If you read that in the Amplified, it says to stay well-balanced. To stay well-balanced. Now, what I believe the devil looks for is an opportunity when we get out of balance. If you've ever drove a car that's out of balance... You can be going down the road and you let go of the wheel and all of a sudden you're going to go hard to the right or hard to the left and ultimately you're going to end up in a ditch. See, that's exactly what the devil's hoping, that you get out of balance and that way he can pounce on you. So how do we get out of balance as, as human beings? Well, part of it, guys, is when we get overcommitted. How many of you ever been overcommitted? Where, man, your day just... You know, right now in, in our 21st century, the number one marriage assassin in our nation is overcommitment. You know why that's such an assassin? But the time I get home in the evening, I have nothing left to give my wife or my kids. Overcommitted will get you out of balance. The other one is, is when you're uncommitted. You know what uncommitted means? I'm selfish. I'm, I'm not going to commit to nothing. I'm going to live for me. And when I live for me, God, once again, you're going to get out of balance. And so that's why this is so powerful here. Now, in John 10, 10, it says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. Now, the life that Jesus came to give us, he doesn't want us just to be alive, just to breathe, just to take up a span of time. Jesus came that we may enjoy this thing called life. If I get in such a hurry, I'm not going to enjoy it. I get overcommitted. I'm not going to enjoy it. There's days, guys, you need to stop and smell the roses. You need to enjoy this. I want you to go to one more passage with me. Go to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. And I think this is very appropriate to speak on this night because right now, in this time of year, right here before Christmas, it is very, very, very easy to get out of balance. And two ways we get out of balance is it is a hurry, 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 hurry. Until you ask people what you got going. Man, we're busy. We're hurrying, we're hurrying, we're hurrying, we're hurrying. You're either going to get out of balance with hurrying, or you're going to get out of balance with a thing called dread. You dread that, oh gosh, I dread this week. I, why? Well, all the stuff I got going. See guys, any time I get in that uh, arena, whether it's hurry or dread, you can always guarantee it's not from Father God. God says, slow down here. Slow down. You know, one of the fruit of the Spirit that's found in Galatians 5, uh, verses 22 and 23, is patience. It's patience. That's long-suffering. And I don't know about you. I can, I can need an overdose of patience. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to be patient. Help me to be patient. I mean, I don't, I don't care where you go right now. You can go, and Walmart's always this way, but it's crazy right now. You lose your salvation in there if you're not careful. But you, you look at traffic. You go to try to put gas in. I did that the other night. But once again, Lord, just help me to be patient. Help me to be patient. Fill me with patience. Fill me with patience. And what happens is this month goes along. If you're not careful, you get in the flow with the rest of society. And you know what? Everybody's on the edge. Everybody's in a hurry. I'm busier than you. Now, here in, in Matthew 25, we're going to start in verse 14. And this is the parable of the talents. And in this passage here, I, I believe the Lord starts telling us, just be faithful with your life. Just be faithful with what God's given you because many times in our life, this is what each one of us say. If I just, and you fill in the blank, if I just had this, if I just had that, or I, I wish I was like you, I wish I had a wife. And I'm going to tell you guys, all God asks us to do is to live faithfully with what he's given us. Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of God is like a man traveling to a far country who called to his own servants and delivered his own goods to them. This, in one translation, says is delegated responsibility that God gives to every one of us. Verse 15. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each one, according to his own ability... And immediately he went on a journey. Now, I want you to note something in there in verse 15. He gave some 
more than others, but he gave every one of them something. Something. And so when people, I don't have, yes, you do. You got something, okay? Verse number 16. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded. The, The message says he went to work. And with them, and he made another five talents. And likewise, he would receive two, gained two more. But he who had received the one went and dug in the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. And so when I look at this, guys, he buried his potential. Remember back in verse 14, it said it was delegated responsibility. See, God's put something in every one of us here for the, on the earth. And, and part of your delegated responsibility is one way you're going to enjoy life. But when I quit doing the things that God's told me to do, well, it's not good. Keep reading verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and he settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and he brought five other talents saying. Now, when I read this, listen to the, listen to the way it sounds here. Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside them. And and when I read this, guys, I get the sense that he enjoyed life. He got excited about this because he used his todays on this journey. Just just read it again. Listen to it. Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, look, look. He was excited about it. I don't think he was, oh, Lord, look. He was was excited about what took place in his life. Verse 21. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And I believe part of this, guys, is because each day he did what he knew to do. He just kept serving God day by day. Verse number 22. And also he had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you deliver me two talents. Look, I gained two more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 24. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. One translation said you have high standards. Reaping where you have not sown. And gathering where you have not scattered seed. Interesting. Verse 25. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there. You have what is yours. And when you look at this, guys, don't despise what God's blessed you with. Use it to the best of your ability every day. Every day. And I believe the difference between the five and the two and the one guys is they made their talents count. They made their days count. They went at life totally different. They said, man, I got to keep going. I got to keep. And so really what I tell you to do, man, every day, no matter what you're doing, do it as unto the Lord. Be, be the greatest employee or employer you can be. I mean, go in there. You're life. You're the salt. They didn't in here. He said, there, I was afraid. He was afraid of failure. Verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. And, and in the message it says, 
That's a terrible way to live. Here's the thing when I read that every time. I don't want to have regrets in my life. And the way that happens is I keep doing what I'm supposed to do every day. Every day I keep doing these things. Every day, every day, every day. Do you have any regrets? Yeah. I, I can't change. I can't change my yesterdays, and you can't either. But when I start purposing tomorrow, Lord, I'm going to start making my today's count. I'm going to start making my life count. I have a lot of regrets, guys, for years in my life. But once again, I can't change them. i got to move forward today. Now, when I read this, the, this is a fact that the, the, the first two, they had more than the last one. That's a fact. But what we all need to understand is this, that this had nothing to do with their reward. Whether you have five, two, or one, every one of them's reward came down to this. What did you do with what I gave you on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, and on Thursday? See, God's only going to hold us accountable for the gifts he's given us. And I believe this way, guys, true happiness is, is when I understand that, that most of life is every day. It's what I make my everydays count, how I do it. And, and this is a scripture that's always helped me. God prefers obedience over sacrifice. Obedience. You know what obedience is? Knowing what to do day after day after day after day after day. I can tell you guys right now. The majority of the week, I, I, I would say every day that I'm here, that I'm in this building, I will come in here and pray at lunch. Sometimes it's, it's an hour and a half, sometimes it's 45 minutes, it varies. And there's days, you know what? My flesh doesn't want to. My flesh says, let's just go eat lunch. My flesh says, let's just go over there and hang out and take it easy today. But once again, I know something happens when I do what God's done, uh, what, what I do to please God with what He's given me. And in my own life, part of that is praying. Part of that is praying over this church. And so most of my staff can tell you guys, when he's in here at lunch, he's not going to take phone calls. Except one. That's my wife. If you ever call me at lunch, there's a good chance I'm not going to answer. You know why? Because I'm in here. And when I come out, I'll call you, maybe. But once again, I realize this is part of my calling. Now, let me ask you this. What's part of your calling? What do you know God has gifted you to do? What do you know, you know, that, that you give your whole heart to it? And I know there's guys in here that are business owners. And, man, they give their whole heart to him. I mean, David Burns, every time I see him, I said, how are you? And he said, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so he's running, he's running, he's running. But you know what? I know he's all in. He's given everything he has to what God's given him. He's faithful. Do you know how many years have you worked where you work? Thirteen years. Have you ever missed a day besides vacation? <laughs> a few. Not many. But I know most of you in here, guys, we get up and we go to work. We get up and we go to work. You know why? Because you realize someone's counting on me. Number one, God is. He's given me responsibility. He's given me things. The only way that happens, guys, make your today's count. Begin to rise and say, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. 
And some of you say, well, pastor, I don't know what I'm good at. Well, what do you like to do? Usually that's a pretty good indication. And if you're not where you're at, I want to be, guys, I'm going to tell you, begin to seek God, begin to call out, and he'll help you. But I believe this really to make my today's count. I've purposed in my heart, and I said, this is going to be the best holiday season I've ever lived. Remember what Abraham Lincoln says? It starts right here. And I begin to think this way. I think, all right, Lord, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to smell the roses. Have you done Well, guys, I'm getting, you got to realize, man, every one of us, we get in this flow here. Stand up with me. Stand up.